When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it at Hale Varsity Radio here at the Hale Varsity Club. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery, getting ready for Ireland. Uh, one more day here on U.S. soil. Elijah Herbal back at our ESPN studios. Chris Schmidt, and uh, excited to have you out day by day. Gets going tonight. Uh, the Nebraska football documentary, the most incredible decade, arguably, in college football history, right up there with what Alabama and St. Nick is doing. Uh, Saban himself, of course, getting the monster raise today. Saban uh, getting now $12 million a year, but uh, that's that'll, that'll buy a lot of lake houses in Alabama. We have uh, Northwestern Nebraska on the brain. Mitch Sherman is getting ready to, to jump on a flight and head from Atlanta to Dublin. So uh, Mitch will be with us maybe from the College Football Hall of Fame. And, of course, in hour two, Rick Kaczynski, former Nebraska assistant and also Iowa assistant, will get his full breakdown with Nebraska and Northwestern. Numbers to get in today on Hale Varsity Radio here at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. 466-3776-466-3776-800. 825-5865. Give us a find on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt and at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. Elijah's got the mustache. If you're streaming with us uh, a little bit later on, we'll be uh, posting this, of course, on YouTube, the uh, Hale Varsity channel. Uh, Aaron Sorensen doing a great job with uh, over in Ireland. Uh, she showed you on the Hale Varsity Twitter handle, Nebraska's arrival and their digs at the hotel. Team will get a workout in tomorrow and uh, a little bit later on throughout the week. You can find us on email as well, chris at halevarsity.com. Give the show a follow at HVarsity Radio. So, Elijah, a lot to dive into today with uh, Nebraska Northwestern. We gave our predictions yesterday. You uh, centered in at seven wins. I'm at eight pre-bowl, and uh, away we go. How's your Tuesday treating you? It's really, really good because you know what I did last night? I hopped on Amazon, and I ordered myself some mustache wax and a mustache comb, and we're going to have the curl going for Saturday, baby. I'm feeling good. Uh, You realize realize that thing gets shaved. It'll be like, uh, again, that day-by-day era for Nebraska football where you pay rent – when you move from 
a certain locker room. I th- I had my directions mess- messed up with, with Grant Wistrom. I think I said north to the south. It might be from the south locker room to the north locker room. I don't know. Clearly, I never played. Uh, just ask Kaz. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the point is, is you, you had to shave your head and pay rent somehow, some way, as you got moved up to the varsity locker room. If they lose, we did this mustache treatment well, a couple of years ago where we grew one and uh, finally Nebraska beat Penn State, so I shaved my grotesque mustache. Yours is fine, but if you go with the Raleigh Fingers look, it goes from, all right, authoritative umpire to creepy van driver. I mean, that's just what the wax will do if you go with the curl. So just it looks really decent now i will compliment you there <laughs> you really don't want me to curl this thing i don't know <laughs> for the first you, time in six months you gave me a call for my mustache just to go don't curl it <laughs> no don't don't curl it don't curl it so uh we are uh here at the hale varsity club we invite you out get a beer get a drink uh get some uh some jameson if you feel randy go uh, go that route with a little lemonade in it got plenty more emails to get into but let's dive in and you have a a list out by by athlon and i think athlon's a good college football mag i really do and like it It, it, hail varsity is your your king of college football mags but athlon's not not bad and yeah athlon is letting folks know what scott frost has to to do to keep his job this was posted about six hours ago and quite honestly um, it's real simple. Just win. And when you lose, don't look disheveled. Don't look awful. Uh, 30 to 22 a year ago, Illinois, right? Remember the Illini. It's not quite remember the Alamo, but remember the Illini. Do the opposite of that. Stop the run. Don't give up a scoop and score. Don't get a safety in the end zone. And don't allow a 6.2 40-yard dash punter to fake one. He did that two years previously uh, to convert a, a fourth down at, uh, at midfield. Uh, did I just sum up the article? Probably. Probably pretty well. But you have the conversation that's out there. And Elijah, you and I both know, man, it's been a talking point. Scott Frost, and I think you and Handley covered it a little bit along with Austin uh, in the uh, in in the the, uh, the line change. Across the line change. Thank you. And it's 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 real easy. Just just play good football. You're not going to win them all. Uh, you might win a majority of them this year, uh, as in you're above 500. But even if you're right around 500 or about that 7 and 5 or 8 and 4 or whatever it may be, a lot, of, a lot will determine just, you know, do you look like a competent football team? That's all you need to do to keep your job. Look like you're a competent football team and and beat some of the teams that, that you're favored in, favored over, right? What's Vegas say? Are you three points better than Minnesota at home? Beat Minnesota by three. Beat Northwestern by one. Uh, beat some. Beat the teams that you air quote look like that you're you're compared to. And from a recruiting standpoint, you're better than 
know, about uh, the majority of the Big Ten, with the exception of the Michigans, Ohio States, and Penn State. You've recruited better than everyone else in the West. Your job now is to do, to start developing as well as the Minnesotas, the Iowas, and the Wisconsins, and frankly, the Northwesterns. Northwesterns recruiting classes have been anywhere between 40 and 50 and 60, right? Yet they're working on uh, another uh, slew of, of uh, slew, uh, another at least first round guy, okay, uh, in, in their left tackle. They're working on another probably day one or day two guy in their defensive tackle slash defensive end. Uh, they've got uh, a quarterback that's very impressive, and they uh, have not been in a first round drought of talent. They've, they've put first round guys either at tackle or at quarterback into the league, especially in, during that COVID year. So uh, Northwestern's part of that conversation. Purdue, they're, they're working on a, a nine win season. So it's not an easy league. It's not a league where uh, it's a situation where you can just kind of show up and there's a Kansas back in the day, pre-Glenn Mason on the schedule. There's not a pre-Bill Snyder, Kansas State on the schedule. Okay, There's no, God love him, but Jimmy Walden, Iowa State. Jimmy's probably not going to take the next phone call we give him. But there, there's not this 4-8, and 3-9 and nine squad you're facing. Uh, then the, you're it. <laughs> you and Northwestern, <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> were, you, you and Northwestern were the teams last year. So uh, it, it is not that hard to, uh, to lay out a plan to, to keep your job. And that plan started a year ago. Elijah, when Scott Frost made some changes. Hey. That plan started a year ago, and I'll shut up, when it came to this marriage we're going to see on Saturday in Dublin. What Frost envisions offensively, what Whipple can bring offensively to go score some points and take care of the football. And one thing I'll say that I differ from in the Athlon article is last season was your season where having a close loss where you look competitive against a good team was okay. And I think that's going to be uh, less acceptable this season. If you're playing a Purdue and yeah, you play him great all game, but then you blow it at the end and you lose by three, there's going to be less room for that this season. If that happens five, six times, I still think Scott Frost might get shown the door. If, if you lose six times, you go six and six, even you say you go win in a bowl game. If all six of those losses are by one score, that's no longer bad luck this season. That is now a, a pattern of behavior dating back to last season, which I think is no longer an indication on the players that you have on the roster with how much turnover you've had this year. That's an indication that the coaching staff is doing something wrong. So that's the one thing I'll disagree with from the Athlon articles. Close losses aren't going to cut it again this year. The only thing that matters is that win-loss record. If you win and you win ugly, it doesn't matter as long as you get the job done and you get that win in the, the – or you get the, that – extra number in the win column that's all that's going to matter this season at the end of the year when Trev Alberts looks back I don't care if they go eight and four and their point differential is plus four this season it's not going to matter as long as Scott Frost gets to that eight and four mark that that's where I sit um and I I think that's reasonable based on all the things we've seen here on Scott Frost your leash should be short and it should no longer be out looking good on the football field with the talent that this team has they should look good on the football field the only thing that matters is wins Totally agree, and I think the the changes you made the 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 sticky part of this conversation is okay. Do you give this team? Do you give this staff time, or do you uh, do you repeat two thousand three? And I and from a, I, that's a that's a historical reference where Nebraska went ten and three. 
They got walked, uh, just absolutely rocked by Texas and Kansas State. And there's a Missouri. Missouri was the upset loss, and you were you were up 10 points in that game in the second half, and then it went sideways on you. And Jamal Lord throws the bones up to the end zone, right? And and then it just it, it caves on you. So that was the, the head-scratcher loss. That happens in college football. It's even happened to the Clemsons of the world. You look at Dabo's record. There's been some real funny losses in their great seasons, okay? So you, in the Big Ten, you can get bit. You can get bit at Rutgers. It's going to be a tight ball game, a coin flip against Purdue. Illinois has, Illinois has bit you before. They've bit Wisconsin, okay, not that long ago. So it happens. It, it can happen. But can you win the games you're favored? And can you go, can you go pull an upset, right? Can you go get a win on the road, uh, on Black Friday in Iowa City. Something beyond the emotional, let's sell out and go win-win for our coach. But can you go, at the end of that November schedule, go get a victory uh, in Iowa City to get you a seventh or an eighth win? That's, you know, it's interesting to see what we'll, what we will see from, from Trev Alberts, uh, that, those, uh, those invisible metrics. But I think it's, you know it when you see it. And I think Nebraska fans know it when they see it. And that is, are you jumping off sides? Are you holding? Are you giving up sacks? Do you have an offensive identity? Are you tough? Uh, do you have a game plan? Do you execute? Do you look like you've been coached? And can you rise to the occasion and moment? You're not going to make every big play in a one-score game, but it's now time to start making some plays in one-score games and find a way. Even with the, the Pallady era, you look at Bo, and, and I know there were some embarrassments, right? And Nebraska's not been really embarrassed, except for really how they've lost. That, that's the embarrassing part. It's not a 30-point spread uh, that leads off Sports Center. It's not the, the, the Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin where they hang 70 on you. But it is, okay, there's a punt return, there's a fumble, there's a safety, there's some sort of shoddy coverage on a punt or a kick, i.e. Michigan State, that ends up burning you. And that's how you that and that's how that's the embarrassment. It's gone from a forty point spread to a play or two that is supposed to be fundamental football. And it seems to be this was somewhat forgotten from the Illinois game last season. In terms of embarrassment, you let a backup quarterback who came in due to injury from the starting quarterback drive you up and down the field. The starting quarterback had no success. I think it was Caleb Tanner who uh, who sacked him and knocked him out of the game, and then it was Sitkowski. Who came in for Art Illinois? Sitkowski. Art Sitkowski. The transfer from Rutgers. The kid couldn't win a job at Rutgers, and he came in, and it was, son, don't fumble the ball, just hand it off, and we'll punt. And, and that's, he, that's worked. And then he came in play action. It was gashing Nebraska with it was like that tight end out route on the, the bootleg. He was gashing Nebraska for that one. And he looked like a top three quarterback in the Big Ten. And all Nebraska fans were sitting at home going, what the hell is going on? I thought we were in a great position to win this football game. And then Sitkowski puts on his, his Superman cape. And I, I don't think it was Sitkowski who won the game for Illinois. I think it was Nebraska who won the game for Illinois, if we're being honest here. But that's part of that embarrassment that we're talking about here where, yeah, if you just go look at the scoreboard, Nebraska lost a one-score game to Illinois, but it looked a lot worse in the field than just that. Because of a safety, because of a scoop and score. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, that's it. So Athlon's article, uh, very apropos, <laughs> 
when we talk about Nebraska and how Scott Frost can keep his job. Athlon Sports dropping that a few hours ago. And you, you got to prove that, that, okay, all those close ball games was more than just heart. Mm-hmm. You got to prove uh, that it was more than just, okay, dare I say it, teams taking Nebraska lightly. No, Nebraska played good enough football to win. They just didn't make the plays or the smart plays or take care of the football like they needed to. And it's been beaten over your head over and over and over for a year. You get a hit reset. You get to have a new season start here in three days against a team that darn near makes you play perfect just to beat them because they're going to keep coming, they're going to keep coming, and they're going to be a team that, that finds a way to uh, to be in it more times than not. And it's that dreaded bounce-back year. It's that alternative year for Pat Fitzgerald where he's coming off a bad year. Does that mean he's ready to have a good season? Listen, you look at the, uh, the, the breakdown here in Nebraska – has advantage, uh, arguably, at quarterback because of experience and talent. Uh, Nebraska could have uh, some advantage uh, when we talk about their front seven uh, with the the upgrade, uh, potentially. And then, then it's a new secondary. We're here at the Hale Varsity Club, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Tuesday. We are here in front of Day by Day as that gets rocking at 8 o'clock tonight. It is sold out, but you can still come by for a burger and a beer and uh, get out during the week. It's almost time for Nebraska Northwestern. Mitch Sherman's on the way with Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, Storm Chasers fans. Your favorite baseball team is back at home August 23rd through the 28th when they take on the Rail Riders. It's a jam-packed series that includes a dollar beer night, Friday fireworks, a fun-filled Saturday with music by Lucas Minor, and craft specials on Nebraska Brewing Company. And how about Imaginary Friend Day on Sunday? Stevie, you hear that? No, Stevie, stop. This is my mic. Sorry, folks. Stevie gets excited sometimes. Hey, hold on to that excitement and channel it on August 28th at 2.05. Sound good? All right. Fans, get your tickets now before it's too late. We'll see you soon. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Back to you, Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Hope you're well on a Tuesday. Hail Varsity Club is where we are at. It's a road show. Now, it is sold out tonight for Day by Day, the Nebraska football documentary. But there's not a bad seat in the house. And it should be a place you circle, the Hail Varsity Club in La Vista, for future Nebraska events, of course, the party of all parties getting going on Saturday here at the Hale Varsity Club, Nebraska Northwestern. As uh, goggles are packed, I will start my swim tomorrow. He is all packed up and ready to go. We welcome in with the athletic Mitch Sherman joins us at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, excited to get on a, an overnight flight here in a few uh, hours. So are you a Grey Goose guy or a melatonin guy for the overnight flight? Well, I, I, I could try both. Um, I brought I, – <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a place right now where I could definitely find some Grey Goose. Uh, in fact, I may have been, may have been uh, dabbling in some other spirits uh, here this afternoon. And, yes, I do have melatonin packed in my carry-on bag. So 
We're just going to throw everything at the wall and see what happens and hope I sleep. <laughs> uh, there he is, Mitch Sherman, with us uh, from the Athletic Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow. As, uh, we are here at the Hale Varsity Club. Mitch, we uh, started doing a little bit of the breakdown yesterday with our predictions. And what's, what's a key stat you're going to be interested in? What's, I mean, they're, they're all key, right? Turnovers rushing yards, time of possession. But when we talk about Nebraska's offense, what what are you feeling like they will try and do or want to do early on against Northwestern? I mean, it's it's a bit of a disadvantage, you could think, for Northwestern with all, new, all the new Nebraska will have. And I, I point that out because of how there was some uncertainty last year with Nebraska because of the new Illinois look. Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald seems to think so, that Nebraska has a big advantage because of its changed scheme on the offensive side. I, I'm sure they've watched a lot of pit tape. I'm sure they've brushed up on Nebraska because it's not going to be an entirely new scheme. There's going to be elements of Scott Frost's offense that Nebraska shows on Saturday. Um, I was going to go with net punting as the statistic <laughs> that, that uh, is a bellwether for this guy. I'm really actually not joking, but um, – Maybe that's not the uh, uh, the number you're looking for. How about like um, yards per carry? Um, you know, I I always and and, and I, I'm I'm proven wrong often, but but I generally tend to think in a game like this where you're you're working with some new pieces and there's uncertainty about just how efficient the offense is going to be. Now, I, I will say as a caveat that, that Casey Thompson is an experienced quarterback. So if you ask him to come out and throw the ball, I don't think you're worried necessarily about him melting down, you know, feeling too much pressure, about seeing something from Northwestern defensively that that, that completely un- unnerves him. I think Casey's going to be okay. So maybe Nebraska will attempt to throw the ball out of the gate. It really just depends on what Whipple is most comfortable with. But, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall back on just what my, my gut tells me and that Nebraska is going to at least attempt at the beginning of the game to see if it can establish something with the run. Because that's, that's really the only way. Well, it's, it's probably the, the, the best path to become uh, multiple and, and, you know, to, to become the offense that they want to be in this game, where they do more than one thing. Obviously, you have to run the ball. So I think they're going to try to do it in the first quarter. And if it's not working, then, you, you know, you change gears and you, and you throw in order to set up the run. So what's the yards per carry? Maybe after Nebraska's first three or four possessions, if it's up around five, then that's a really good sign, and I think that means good things, and Nebraska's on its way to scoring 30 points or more. Yeah, yeah, Mitch, we had a caller in before the show. Shout out to Tad in California, who is essentially saying the only barometer for success for this Husker football team this fall, I should say the offense, is how well they run the football because that, that's what good teams do. And he referenced Pete Carroll's teams at USC. And I, I look even more recently, last time Ohio State won a national championship, they had Ezekiel Elliott running the ball. And Najee Harris at Alabama won the that national championship. And really the, the outlier among the past five years of national champions that don't run the ball well was that, that 
LSU team with Joe Burrow, but they still had Clyde Edward-Hilaire, who ran the, bell pretty, ran the ball pretty well, I should say. Excuse me. So do you think that really that that's what we should be looking for in terms of success for this Husker football team on Saturday offensively is, is how well they run the ball? Because you can assume that they'll, they'll find success through the air if they have a strong run game. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nebraska's goal this year is, is well, everybody's goal is to win every game. But the realistic goal for Nebraska is not to be a national championship caliber team. Um, obviously, those teams are great at just about everything. And, and, and one, one characteristic that, that is, is continuous through the lineage of national champions is that they're, they're physical and they're strong. So they're generally going to be able to run the ball. Now, you can find a national championship team here and there that dominated with defense and threw over the top of, of an offense. That LSU team was the most prolific passing team in college football history, arguably considering the competition that it faced. So I, I, I don't know that Nebraska can do everything. Um, I, I think this can be a successful team if it's similar in terms of what it tries to do on offense to what worked for Whipple at Pitt last year. Um, but the personnel of this Nebraska team, I think, favors uh, a, a run game just because of what the Huskers have at the running back spot. I, I think that the running back position by the end of the year can rate as Nebraska's most improved position, not just from August 27th until Black Friday, but from from one year ago, you know, from, from November of 2021 to November of 2022. That group of those five guys, maybe it's three or four who settle into to key roles, can be the most improved position group on the, on the whole roster. And if that happens, then, yeah, that means Nebraska probably found a way to run the ball pretty well. I do think it's an important stat, but I don't think it's, it's what Nebraska is. It, it, I, don't, I don't think it's the only thing that matters to Nebraska. I mean, if Nebraska was trying to win a national championship, if this was, um, you know, a, a 1995 um, type season with the goals that you, that you walk into it with, then, yeah, absolutely. You've got to be physical. You've got to dominate the line of scrimmage. I think Nebraska's best opportunity to find success is going to be to do it um, in, a, in a measured approach with the run game and, and then to be good at a lot of other things. Mitch Sherman with us from the Athletic Hale Varsity Radio at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch is in the ATL as he's getting ready to board a flight over to Dublin. Mitch, when we talk about Nebraska and the pressure of this season, the the kids are aware of it or the players are aware of it. Uh, you know, Co- Co- Travis Vokalek, Garrett Nelson, uh, both talked about it, embraced it a little bit as far as, you know, they know what they got to do, so to speak. But is that something that, that says or speaks to the maturity of a lot of guys on this team where they're ready to take it head on? Or do you think it's something that because of what it is here uh, in Nebraska, year five, and progress needing to be shown could end up crippling this team. Have you uh, made a decision yet on how they'll handle adversity? It speaks to the maturity of those players, those players who are embracing it. And, you know, I felt at times when I've heard Casey Thompson talk about this and when I heard Nelson talk about this, you know, I felt a little bit like they're trying to convince everybody that it's all going to be okay, that the pressure is a good thing, that if you went through the, the locker room, I'm not sure that everyone would quite ha- would, would be as confident as those two are that they're going to get it done, that when, when, when something goes wrong, a key moment, 
that this team is going to have the ability to bounce back. And that's understandable. Um, your, your most confident, your most mature players are likely to be the ones who are in those roles. You know, a captain, a 23-year-old starting quarterback. Those guys are in a different place um, mentally and emotionally than the majority of this roster. And they've got to lead the way. They've got to be the ones to drag those guys along and help bolster their confidence and help show them that when things do go wrong, and it's going to happen most – and this isn't going to be a game like Northwestern last year. Um, if so, then nothing's going to go wrong, and there won't be those moments of adversity. But I, I just don't think that is in the cards. Um, there's going to be something that goes wrong. And, it, it, you know, Scott Frost has said this. It's, it's, Scott Frost said this when he talked about the ability of the transfers to mesh with the returning players and how it's been outstanding to this point. But they're, they're, they're zero and zero. They haven't played a game. It's off-season training. It's easy to feel good about the way that those two groups have meshed until you see how they re- react to adversity. And I, I think that's, that's the same thing with the, the pressure element. How's this team going to handle adversity? Um, because that's when the pressure increases. Um, there's pressure when they walk out there for the opening kickoff, but if they turn it over – the second time they get the ball and Northwestern goes up 6 nothing, 7 nothing. that's when, you know, the, the, the pressure cranks up even more. And, and you know, we'll, we'll see then. So right now, you know, I, I like the things that I've heard from guys like Garrett and Casey, um, but I think they're outliers a bit and leading the way for this group. Mitch Sherman's with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. Last thought here, Mitch, about a minute left. No quarterback as a captain for Nebraska this season after Adrian had uh, done that last season for the team. And what does that strike you as with no quarterback being a captain? Is that a reason for concern or is that just a sign that maybe Casey hasn't been around these guys as much as the, the captains that got selected? That's not a reason for concern. There's plenty of good teams that, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to be completely led by your quarterback. He's a good leader. We can see that. I think teammates respect him. There's also a an undercurrent. Um, of, of thought within, I think, the leadership structure of this team, and I'm talking about the coaches too, to not, get, not put too much on the guys who haven't done anything, anything yet in this program, anything on the field on a Saturday yet in this program. It's why when the black shirts are first handed out, maybe that happens today um, in Dublin, or maybe it'll, it'll be tomorrow when the Huskers get back on the practice field. As Scott Frost said Sunday, you're not going to see anybody who hasn't played in a game at Nebraska earn a black shirt. So O'Shawn Mathis, Tommy Hill, those guys are going to have to wait until next week to get their black shirts. And I, I think it's the same kind of thought about the captain. Um, let the guys who have been here and done that lead the way and be very clear that the veterans of this team are the ones who are going to, are, are going to, are going to be leaders for Nebraska to start. And then they can help bring – the other guys can come along and, and you know – hopefully join that group and they'll continue to have that mesh between the veterans uh, and the newcomers but no not not a concern at all in fact I think it's a good thing uh, this year after after the way that um, previous seasons have gone when Nebraska placed so much emphasis on the quarterback position I think it's a good thing that Casey's in the spot that he is Mitch safe travels bud we'll talk to you at the end of the week okay safe travels to you too we'll see you over there like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 
10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, Chris at HailVarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. We're here at the Hale Varsity Club. You're invited out. Come grab a cocktail, maybe a little Jameson, a Guinness. Get yourself in the mood for the mother of all kickoff party Saturday here at the Hale Varsity Club. I think the doors open at 8 a.m. We're on the air, uh, 7 to 9 Locally, Lincoln, uh, over there, it'll be 1 o'clock from the Mary Cobbler. Uh, We leave tomorrow, and uh, we'll set up shop for a live show Friday in uh, in Dublin or just on the outskirts. Myself, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal is, well, we trank darted them when we uh, bought the airline seats. Uh, So sorry, but he will, him and his mustache will be back in the studio handling business uh, like they always do. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. We're uh, on some of the big screens here at the Hale Varsity Club, a little round-the-horn look, and shows piped in, so you can listen and uh, check out the menu. The charcuterie board is to die for. That gives you a pretzel, that gives you plenty of munchies, to dive into. Elijah and I failed at trying to take down a pretzel ourselves, but uh, a great selection of beer, uh, including the uh, Hale Varsity Ale. The Hale Ale <laughs> is uh, is so good. That was a little Al Pacino laugh for you. But, uh, hey, I can't wait for this, man. Uh, it's almost game time for Nebraska and Northwestern. Rick Kaczynski is going to be with us. Coach Kaz, uh, extended sit-down with him as he'll break down Nebraska-Northwestern, some of the keys from a coach's perspective. And Kaz knows it on the sideline a lot of years for Nebraska and Iowa in the Big Ten. We took uh, predictions and scores uh, yesterday. And uh, I have Nebraska at eight and four. Elijah has Nebraska right there at seven and five, but could creep up towards an eight-win season. Uh, we uh, got an email from Shane and Julie, our friends up in Columbus. They were responding to yesterday's show. Uh, liked what Kyle Cole Morgan had to say about the offensive line. Uh, when it comes to having guys that are bad-intention dudes. I think you have some guys like that on the defensive side of the ball. Ty Robinson, knowing that he can and wants to up his game. Nash Hutmacher, the polar bear, right? Is he going to be able to give uh, some big-time snaps, some contribution snaps? But ultimately, it is going to come down to the offensive line play against Northwestern this first Saturday, week zero of the season. And how does that O-line progress, not only in the ability to run the football, stay balanced offensively, but can they also provide uh, some protection for Casey Thompson? Uh, what does this O-line learn and progress to by Oklahoma? And then different mile markers in the season uh, with Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. And uh, don't forget about Michigan. 
the suggestion by Shane and Julie out of Columbus for me when I get over to Ireland is to do equal parts Guinness and Jameson on the rocks with a splash of water. I will try that after the uh, Friday show, but I am all about making sure I don't get told to leave from a vintage Irish pub. Who's on the horn, Elijah? We got Ryan on the line. Ryan, what's good? How are you? Hey, good, Schmitty. Good. Hey, I told you I'd call in, and I'm on my way back from Grand Island after a day of selling some tires. So thought it was good work. time to do it. <laughs> Ryan, it was awesome to have a drink with you last week. And uh, how you feeling about Husker football here Saturday? Oh, man, I'm feeling cautious but excited. That mixture in between of being excited for football being back but just being cautious of my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, my prediction, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm with you, Schmini. Uh I'm thinking eight and four. Uh, it's all going to come down to this Saturday, and I agree, you know, if we don't win this Saturday, it's going to be a three to four win season, and uh, I'd I'd hate to see that. Ryan, safe travels to you, man, and uh, a lot on this ball game for sure. Appreciate your phone call. Uh, Ryan chiming in on the road back. Buddy, you take care. Take care, Schmitty. There he is. Good to hear from Ryan, 466-3776 or 800-825-5865. Colin, not your thing. That's all good. You can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Find us on Twitter. Tweet at Elijah, yay or nay, on the wax to Raleigh fingers, <laughs> his mustache for Saturday's game. At Herbal Essence, at Schmidt underscore radio on Twitter for me, at HVarsity Radio to follow the show. At Hale Varsity to follow along with some of the awesome content Aaron Sorensen's providing abroad over in Ireland. You know what? I, I might be backpedaling a touch. Not Bruce Pickens quick, but if, if they lose again on Saturday, they can pull a Lloyd and Harry and totally redeem themselves against Oklahoma. You just aren't confident that it can well, happen. Well, the, the the first game of the season over the past couple of years, I, I've harped on how ugly it's looked uh, here over the past it's couple of weeks. I, look I, I, I have harped how ugly the, those first games have looked under Frost. And while I hope for a little bit better here uh, this Saturday against Northwestern, I'm still expecting a little bit of ugliness. That's just how the first game of the season tends to go. And whenever you have history on your side telling you it's going to be ugly, uh, I'm one to believe that it's going to be ugly until proven otherwise. However, I also look back at those first games just in how they've set the tenor for this season. And I go back to, to Akron, even the game that got rained out. Super excited for the season, ends up being a disappointment. That sounds a lot like how that season as a whole went. And I go to South Alabama. There's some reason for optimism, but at the same time, you never looked good once getting that win. And uh, that's kind of how the rest of the season went. Even whenever you got wins, it never quite looked good. And then you you lost a lot of uh, tough ones that season, too. And that, that's just the story of the season under Frost. Is the, the, the story of the season as a whole has really been set in that first game. And I think that's why so many people are putting so much stock into this game against Northwestern because based on history – uh, of Scott Frost at Nebraska, the first game really does set the tone for what the rest of the season is going to look like. And that's why people uh, are saying, you know what, if, if Nebraska goes out and gets a win, I, I can see 8-4. and four. And I, I'm in that same opinion. If Nebraska comes out and looks impressive against Northwestern, which they should, 
they should look impressive against Northwestern on paper. Football's not played on paper, but if they come out and have an impressive performance, I think that they could be impressive throughout the rest of the season. They will absolutely have some pep in their step, and it's all about confidence. Mm -hmm. It's about momentum. And confidence and momentum have not bro-hugged or shaken hands during the Frost era, with the exception of the end of that 2018 season where you uh, you got a good win over Sparty, you uh, traded punches with Ohio State, you boat raced uh, the boat rower, and uh, you were able to dismantle Illinois. I mean, that, was a, that was a good flip and finish, but then it went all sideways after the Colorado debacle in 19. Again, not to go revisionist or live in the past, but you've not been able to get out of your own way to, uh, to, to win an ugly game. The last ugly game you probably won was against Northwestern and the see a hands kick uh, 13 to 10. We're winding down this first hour. You're invited out to grab some dinner and a drink here at the Hale Varsity Club between Cabela's and your friends at Embassy Suites just in La Vista. Rick Kaczynski, 15 minutes away, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Hale Varsity on the road at the Hale Varsity Club. You're invited out ahead of Day by Day, the Nebraska football documentary premieres here in La Vista tonight. I believe it is sold out, but still time for you to get a burger and a beer. And uh, enjoy. Get geared up for the football season. 8 a.m. The doors open Saturday morning for you to uh, scream your lovely head off for Nebraska and Northwestern. Reminder to get buckled up. Coaches make substitutions during the game to get the best player on the field. Getting behind the wheel after drinking also demands a substitution. Sober drivers are the only choice. A DUI costs more than you think. This message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal back at our ESPN studios. Email in from Tim. And Tim says, for me, the record comes down to the over-under of hat throws per game for me (laughs) Uh, during the season. That's 2.5. Not a hat wave, but a hat throw. Anything under 9-3, and over 6-6. and Tim's listening in Hershey, Nebraska. Tim, thanks for that. I like that topic, though. Interesting metrics we can use use to measure the success of the Husker football team this season. We've already gone through vomits per practice. We're already through that metric. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Hat throws per game is a good one, or hat throws per season, whichever way you want to quantify it. How many drinks per first half? Ooh. Ooh. We need to make a list of, of what are you measuring. What's your metric? Love Trev, but... Let's shift it back to a little more what you live by uh, in your Husker Den or here at the Hale Varsity Club when you're watching Nebraska. Is it how many times you chuck your hat? How many times you donate to the swear jar? We won't be doing that today, I promise you. (laughs) Uh, And how many uh, doubles you order? How many times per season somebody asks you, what are you doing for the Husker game this weekend? And you say, I don't care. If you're there, if you're at that point, you know, it's bad season. How soon do you go to the yard work card? 
<laughs> That's a good one. I'm serious. <laughs> Last two years, you bump it. Hey, man, you want to come over for the Nebraska game? No, these leaves aren't going to rake themselves. Yeah, I'll, I'll flip on the radio and do some yard work. That's a classic. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that radio got to meet a hammer uh, a, a few times the last few years. But no, the, the hat throws. I swear to you that my mother had this. Uh, it wasn't an antique, but it looked antique, expensive coffee table. It was one of these things. It's 20, 25 years ago where you'd pull out the drawers and it'd be where you could put your drinks, right? Make sure you use a coaster. Otherwise, you get the evil eye and that's all right. But I chipped the thing because so I took my hat off and I spiked it. It was after the third uh, purify touchdown run against Nebraska, that infamous Black Friday 2001 Nebraska-Colorado game. It chipped. I was told that I would need to apologize before I... I uh, came back over to watch a Nebraska game, and I, I, I'm still apologizing once a football season. Winding down this first hour, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We'll get to your calls next hour as well. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We'll check in with Rick Kaczynski. Coach Kaz is uh, on the way. We'll have a couple of segments with Kaz. What's he think of Nebraska Northwestern? And keep the emails coming, predictions and hat throws. What's your metric for the year? Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Hey, it's Schmitty. Want to tell you about a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having competitive, stable history of work over 20 years? FSC. The FSC Edge, it's a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies. Expert services helping worldwide patent offices meet strict processing and publishing timelines while delivering exceptional quality. They support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the U.S. and Europe. That includes the European Patent Office, the German Patent and Trademark Office, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The only group of companies worldwide to provide such support to all three of these agencies. Working at FSC, you have a chance to work with fun people with great attitudes and learn about patents. You're not on the phone, you're not customer-facing, it's casual dress, and the work environment. It's a new environment with over $2 million in improvements. You have access to generous benefits packages, company support for health and wellness, and you do impactful work on a national scale. Make a difference. Their team's constantly growing and they're always looking for new people to join their mission. Check out what's available today at jobs at fsc.com. This segment is presented by Union Bank and Trust. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at the Hale Varsity Club, Chris Schmidt alive. Herbal. It's a Tuesday with Kaz. Rick Kaczynski with us on the horn. Kaz, uh, getting ready to board up and head across the pond. How you feeling? Uh, pretty good, man. Can't complain. So, But, uh, yeah, man, I'd be uh, to, uh, for the team. But, uh, yeah, it'd be a good, uh, good, good experience. I know it's, uh, you know, a quote-unquote business trip, but 
still going to a lot of con- uh, another country and um, you know across the pond and probably ninety uh, percent of the team will get another opportunity like this the rest of their life. So uh, it'll be uh, it'll be good uh, good cultural experience that's for sure. Kaz, uh, I want to get your thoughts on on mentality and mindset. Your message to guys every game, but these that are circled by us media as big games and you got to keep even keel i totally get that but and what's next week <laughs> you not important yeah yeah <laughs> no exactly <laughs> but but i'm yeah. saying learning from from illinois that pressure last year the the wrong foot so to speak but and and going into this one and, and learning from from that missed opportunity i guess for for those guys that are still here uh from last year's uh, lesson you know, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can say, you know, the week of. There's nothing you can say the the day of the game. It, it's your it's your approach, it's the mentality, and it's it's what you create in that meeting room. It's what you create in that locker room, what you create and what you demand and what you expect on the on the practice field. So you, you can't you can't flip the switch and say, okay, it's game week now. Now it's now it's time. Uh, now it's time to focus. You have to start. You know it, this thing starts in recruiting, man. You, you recruit guys that have that look in their eye, that kind of have. And, and we all miss. Hey, I missed. I missed a lot too. Um, you know, but you hedge on guys with the research you have that have a little bit something different. That's why I loved wrestlers. That's why I love multi-sport guys. Uh, that's why you, you know you you like some guys that with those blue collar backgrounds, and that doesn't make a great football player. There's there's kids from all walks of life. Uh, you know, my kid's got a, you know, he's got a pretty charmed life as far as you know material things. But it, it but I don't make it charmed when it comes to his mentality and my expectations for him. I, I make it very very difficult. You know, I think that's what you have to do as a coach. Uh, that's what you have to. You have to create the, that adversity and allow them, you know, you, you show them a pathway to get out. But ultimately, they got to figure those things out. So, you know, when you talk about focus, your focus is no different against McNeese as it is from, you know, Michigan. You, know, you, you coach the same. You know, the best coaches coach exactly the same. You know, when you do well or when you, when you beat a team or you play a opponent that maybe not be power five and you have some success you know you point out to these guys hey that that might work against this but is you know ask yourself is that going to work is that going to work about uh, against the best offensive tackle that you're going to play in the big 10 you know is that is that how do you think uh the when the jets come in to watch film you know how do you think they're going to view that play you know when these nfl scouts come in and ask me if you're an every play guy or what's he like? Uh, what's he like at practice? What's he like away from the field? What's he like in the meeting room? You know, does does he go every play? Those, that's the mentality you have to create, man. And you have to create that edge. And you know, you have to have pressure on them all the time. You just can't start right now. So if they've been doing that, man. You know that that's that's what you want, and that's how you create that consistency. So. You know, Schmitty, there's, there's not a whole lot of pep talks or anything you can do when you're talking about avoiding Illinois. You, you start you start avoiding Illinois as soon as you're in that locker room after Illinois, 
and and you remember that feeling, that feeling of disgust and emptiness, and she, you take all the worst emotions and feelings that you have, and you know you combine them, and that's that feeling, and then you figure out how you avoid that, and then you figure out individually, and you figure that out as a coach and a player. How do I make sure this never happens again? So that's when it should have started. So, Kaz, as you're you know, a couple days away from opening your first game against Northwestern, how do you instill confidence in, in these guys while still wanting to keep them hungry? So a, a point where you know that if this guy is good enough to go beat that guy across him, how do you make sure he knows he's good enough to do that while not trying to, to blow smoke up him and, and uh, make him think he, he's better than what he is? How do you ride that fine line? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think any coaches do blow smoke. You know, it's it, it's no different than in business. It's no different than what you guys do for your radio show. Um, it, you, what's your preparation now? Does that does that guarantee success? But it gives you, it's going to set you up for the best op- opportunity to to be successful. You know, if you play hard and you know you give effort, uh, you take care of the things you can control. That doesn't guarantee success, but it at least gives you a shot. You know, and it's no different as a coach. Uh, what I used to say to my guys right before, you know, we'd call them up in the end zone, the D-line, and I'd ask them, I said, hey, you know, who, who practiced harder than you guys this week? You know, who got road harder than you guys? Who practiced more individual? Who had better technique? All right, so then why the hell shouldn't we go kick these guys' asses? That, that's how you build that confidence. It's in that, it's in that preparation. It's what you did on tape. It's what you saw on tape. It's the questions you asked during the week. You know, it's that look in that kid's eye like, okay, it's starting, it's starting to click for me. I'm starting to get it. And, and not just me. I can feel it in the dude next to me and then the dude next to him. All right, yeah, we feel, we feel pretty good about this. I mean, ultimately, Elijah, maybe you're, 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 you know, your job as a coach, I'm, I'm teaching guys how to fight. You know, I, I have to teach you how to fight. It's a it's a team game, but individually, you have a you have to have a boxer's mentality. And you're gonna get. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you're playing. At some point, you're gonna get hit in the mouth. And it, how how do you react to that? How do you respond to that adversity? You know, how do how do you come back? Do you cower? Do you point finger? Or you know what? I'm not letting this happen again. But you also got to know. You know, through your preparation, hey, why'd that happen? And guys have to have that muscle mentality or that muscle memory. They have to have that mentality to be able to fix themselves with 90,000 people screaming, right, with the Mike linebacker telling them to get their ass in a stance, right, uh, with, you know, Bo screaming at you, with me screaming at you. you got to be able to block that out. Right, don't, don't, don't listen to how I'm saying it, right, but hear what I'm trying to tell you, Okay. My job is to keep you from getting your tail kicked. All right, you you have a fight, and I have to keep. I have to teach you how to win this fight. That's the mentality, and that preparedness, and what you've done. That's that's how you gain that confidence, man. You know, I'd call my dudes up, and you know, I'd look in there, and I'd tell them, I said, I can't wait to watch your play because I knew, I I knew that they were, I knew that they were prepared. And you know, when we came in on Sunday and we didn't play well, I was. I was shocked. I was shocked. And if we didn't play well, it was it was it was my job to make sure that didn't happen again. Guys, that was good stuff on the prep and the training. As you look at Pat Fitzgerald, uh, he's got uh, a to-do list that started way back many weeks ago, 
trying to figure out what Nebraska's going to do with Whipple, a, a little bit of an unknown with the new player pieces that Whipple and the Nebraska offense has. How key is it for Nebraska to hit some things offensively early while Northwestern's still trying to figure out what exactly Nebraska will do, assuming they don't guess right and plan? Ah, oh, man, that's overrated. I hate I okay. don't, don't want to burst people. But that, that you know, there, there's enough to – all right, Coach Whipple, he's been doing this a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Coach Frost is still going to be involved. So you, you got you got a bunch of Coach Frost film, offensive film, and you got a bunch of Coach Whipple film. You're going to have you're going to have an idea. You know, Pat's a defensive guy. Um, that's a, they have a defense that, that their their program is is built from the inside out on the defensive side of the ball. Um, smart dudes, best coaches. You know, over a 20 year period. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a better coach program in, in the Big Ten. Pat's done a great job, and not to be disparaging because they do get good players, but, you know, with the academic restraints and the, and the kids that he's able to recruit and the kids that, he, that he's not able to recruit, the guy does an unbelievable job. But So they got smart dudes. They're going to be able to adjust. You know, it, it, I, and you got to understand this. If, if coaches come out, and do things that they don't show on tape or that they don't do, they're not going to be that great because it's new to them also, and it's new to their players also. So there's going to be some adjustments on both sides of the ball for Nebraska and for and for uh, Northwestern. You know, the big thing is the same thing. If you if you get those opportunities, you got to take advantage of them. And you know, early on in the game, when you see, you know, don't don't. There's nothing wrong with punting. Uh, get a first down and punt. You know, that, that, that's a win, man. Those are the things that, hey, would you like to go down and score? No, but, hey, man, offensive job, get a first down. If we get the ball, get a first down, punt, make those dudes drive the length of the field. I mean, that's, that's the mentality. That's, that's the back and forth, right? That's putting pressure on guys. Okay, man, we're backed up. Who's going to make the mistake? So, you know, both teams, man, get a first down, punt. Get two first downs, punt. Man, okay. Man, we got a turnover. Now the pressure's on them. Now they're on their heels. I mean, that that's the back and forth. And, you know, when guys are under pressure and guys are, you know, you're playing on a short field, and, and that's when they make mistakes. And, you know, what what I can't imagine, um, you know, Pat Pat's defense uh, doing is making a big mistake. You might drive the ball on them, but I, I don't know if you're going to get big plays like they were able to do last year. So, you know, don't be afraid to, 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 you know, run the ball and get two yards. There's nothing wrong with second and eight. Nothing wrong with third and seven. You know, there's nothing wrong with punting and putting your defense out there. So, you know, just I, I hate this cliche. Don't try to do too much. I, I hate that stuff. But just play within yourself. You got to get a feel. You got to get a feel for your guys. Get a feel for your quarterback. Get a feel for your offensive line. How are those guys playing together? You know, so it's a, it's a chess match, and you're trying to figure that not only what your team is trying to, what the what the opponent is trying to do, but you're trying to get the rhythm of your team, whether it be on offense and defense, also. And then and then you start getting into what you really do. Rick Kaczynski's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. So 
Rick, are, are you saying you think that, that Saturday ends up being a, a field possession type of game where Nebraska's special teams are, are going to be even more important than usual, knowing you either got to pin Northwestern deep or, or you might need to, to get a return of your own and, uh, and set your offense up with, with shorter field positions? Is that how you think this game goes, the, the classic bin, Big Ten style? Yeah, I mean, easy to say, right? That's, that's fan talk. That's, uh, that's Cavs talk um, <laughs> from his couch, right? It, it's 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 really easy for us, right, to say all those things. Um, and but that's not just how coaches and players think. You're not thinking, hey, is this going to be a close game, or are we going to blow them out? Is they're going to, you know, you're thinking, right, what do I got to do? You know, as a coach, have I covered everything? What do I need to go over? I can't give them too much information. What do they need to know? I don't want to paralyze. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, are my guys schooled on what they're doing by formation? What do they know uh, their main formation? Do they know in this hip formation that they come back across the four? Those the, the important things. So as a coach, you're thinking about, okay, have I have I prepared have I prepared these guys? Okay, as a player, you're thinking, do I know as much as I need to know to give myself? An advantage, you know. Coaches and players don't think in blowouts, tight games. What you're thinking about is is your job. That's it. And as a coach, you're sitting there saying, "Have I done everything to put these guys in position to be successful?" Right. And same thing as a as a player, you're thinking the same thing. Have I done everything I needed to do? Is there anything Is there anything more I need to do to be successful? Easier, easier, way easier said than done, especially when somebody's firing off the ball, trying to put their hat underneath your chin, right? That changes a little things, right? Um, but so, it, you know, it, do I think as a as a fan that it's going to be a tight game? Absolutely, Absol- absolutely, Because based on history of Pat's program, um, he's never he he rarely has back to back disappointing years. Okay, and based on the history of this series. It's it's been a it's been a one possession game, and it's been a knockdown grind out. So it's easy to come to that hypothesis. Like, yeah, I, I imagine this being a, a tight tight possession game. You know, as a fan, as actually, I'll be at a baseball tournament this weekend. Um, so yeah, I'll be watching on my phone. But I anticipate that, that's what I anticipate. Uh, absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what, I think that's that's what you want, and I think that's what both teams need. Uh, but also, too, we all want to win, right? But it's game one, and it's it's a conference game, and you know. But there, there ain't not, We want to win this game, obviously. But the season isn't over if if you lose this ball game. I know you never want to talk about about losing, but you know it is it is one game, and both of these teams by week four, five, six will be completely different teams. And then from week six to week 12, they'll be completely different teams. So, you know, you know, you, you, you hope, and I hate using that word hope, you know, you plan for success, <laughs> you want to come out victorious, but if not, you just go back to work and then you, you got to get the next one. I mean, that, that's it, man. You know, you talk about big games, you know, uh, the, the, the next one. What's the big game? The next one. The next one, man. The win, you keep winning. The, the the games get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. But you gotta win them. Your child has brain cancer. Can you imagine hearing those words about your own child? 
Nearly 5,000 families each year hear this life-changing diagnosis and live daily with the fear it brings. When a child is diagnosed with brain cancer, their lives are forever changed. The treatments used to treat children are toxic and cause damage to their developing bodies that can affect them for the rest of their lives. 95% of children who survive brain cancer will develop a significant health condition by the age of 45 as a direct result of the toxic treatments. This includes diagnosis of another cancer later in life or other countless deadly health problems. Our kids are special, and we need to treat them that way. By making a donation to the Team Jack Foundation, you fund research that leads to safer, more effective treatments, giving kids hope. You can be the difference. You can fund the cure. Join us and donate today by visiting teamjackfoundation.org. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Rick Kaczynski is with us. Hale Varsity Radio at the Hale Varsity Club Roadshow. We're in front of Day by Day. It premieres here at the Hale Varsity Club tonight, uh, Tuesday with Kaz. Rick Kaczynski, longtime Nebraska and Iowa assistant. Kaz, what's, what's a number? What's a goal for the Husker offensive line? What's permissible when it comes to pass pro, but what's desirable when it comes to ground yardage? Uh, what can they do with the run game with a new quarterback, with a slew of new running backs, a whole bunch of new faces on offense? You media guys, I tell you what. Oh my gosh! Did you I'm just, just, not just listen to anything I just said? I absolutely, I absolutely. I mean, but I'm talking from a from a side bet perspective. What's the uh, what's the prop um, bet number, Kaz? Is it two ten well, under over? Yeah, here, here's 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 what I I don't I don't look at I don't I don't. I, to say we don't look at stats, everybody looks at stats, right? But <laughs> you can spin stats. How how it's like the internet, man. Yeah, you know, I can I can find um, I can find the answer that I'm looking for on the internet, right? <laughs> and uh, yep. so so that's what that's what statistics are too. What what I, I think what's important. I always look at time of possession, and that's going to tell you, right? To me, time of possession, uh, especially in the Big Ten, especially with two teams like this. Um, that that is that tells you, in my opinion, you know the story. So you know, I think Nebraska, if they can win that time of possession, I think just just pay attention to that early on, um, and I think that is that's the critical statistic that that uh, that I'll be that I'll be looking for because that tells you so much. You know, if you got the ball a long time. That means you're wearing them down. That means the running game's working, and that means your defense off the field. And when your defense is off the field, their offense can't score. So, um, you know, when I look at that time of possession, that means that you're in rhythm. Your your offensive coordinator is in rhythm with the quarterback. Your quarterback's in rhythm with the running backs. Running backs in rhythm with the offensive line. And now you're kind of you're dictating. Uh, you're you're controlling what you want to do, um, and and you know what the coordinators you feel that you know there's a there's just there's just a you know, there's just an energy, in you know I felt that as a coach I felt that as a player you know being up 14 being up 21 and, and being down 10 you feel that same thing I mean we've been in several games where. Man, you you know you, you might be down two scores, but you feel them on the ropes, and you feel that rhythm that your entire team's in. And you know when your offense is in rhythm, 
and your defense is on the sideline, they feel that energy too, and everybody's feeding off that. So, so that's what time of possession tells me. Football is such a it's such a rhythm game. It's you know you got eleven guys, man. That is so hard to do. I mean, just think about try, try to get eleven people and have them do anything full speed and see how successful you are, right? So the team that's in rhythm. They're going to control that time of possession. So that that's the statistic that I'm interested in. I, I, you know, hell, it, we played Northwestern in Iowa in 2009. We were, I think, fifth or sixth in the country. They, I think they had two Big Ten wins. Uh, I don't think they had a touchdown. I think their longest touchdown drive was 39 yards. That's it. You know, we played lights-out defense. We turned the ball over. So if you look at Northwestern, they didn't have many yards. But what they do? They, they won the football game. You know, so so I think you look at time of possession and then then after that turnovers, you know. So the game has changed so much. I think in nineteen eighty three you can look at rushing yards and you know, and sacks and all that. And I think those statistics mattered a little bit more back then. I think you look at time of possession and turnovers and uh I think that's uh I think follow that early on and I think you'll get a pretty good feel for um uh, you know, for how Nebraska is going to fare in this game. Tuesdays with Kaz. Rick Kaczynski with us. Hail Varsity Radio. Kaz, always love your takes, man. Great breakdown. Good thoughts. Uh, about 30 seconds. You got a prediction or are you staying away from that? No, man. Oh, hey. I'm an adult. Hey, dude, you know, I'm I hate i I love Nebraska. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'll go big red, man. So, hey, would I, would I, would I like to see a blowout? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I anticipate that now? But uh, I got uh, I got Nebraska by seven. There he has it. Nebraska plus seven. Guys, appreciate you for making time, buddy. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Good to spend a few minutes with uh, Rick Kaczynski, Hale Varsity Radio, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal here at the Hale Varsity Club. And a lot of fun to get Kaz's take. Me being the, uh, the the idiot media guy, that's a badge I'll wear <laughs> with it. But listen, uh, going to be a, a great showing here. 6.30, doors will open back up. Sold out venue tonight. The Hale Varsity Club is where you'll be able to watch day by day the Nebraska football documentary. That's good stuff. Uh, I have... Not yet seen uh, seen it, so excited for, for that option tonight. Elijah Stuart Mandel is a Northwestern grad. Good for him. Impressive school. Really, really good writer with uh, The Athletic. Mitch Sherman was with us earlier. Mitch will be with us in Ireland uh, on Saturday. Some more predictions to get to. Jim is going to chime in with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Jim, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Hey, Schmitty. Uh, I was just going to say don't feel bad. You're talking to an old-school football coach who really knows his stuff. So, you know, very <laughs> few people can uh, keep up with that. And uh, it's just a pleasure every time you have him on. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it, Jim. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And, yeah, we're lucky enough to have Kaz every Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow on the show, to be determined, Elijah will get that thing handled 
Friday, we are ready to rock and roll from Dublin. So, Elijah, let's get back to Stuart Mandel and what he has to say about Nebraska. He made his Big Ten West predictions. It's not kind. You can say that again. It's anything <laughs> but kind. Iowa, 6-3 and three in the league. 9-3 and three overall. Minnesota, nine and three, six and three. Apparently, the head-to-head will go to Iowa over Minnesota. Purdue at eight and four. Wisconsin at five and four. Five and overall, sneaking in. You you broke up on us for just a second there. Better now. Sorry. Sorry. I'm getting some weird robotic sounds from you right now, Schmitty. I can't lie. And now we have lost Schmitty altogether. So I'm going to do this for now, Schmitty. Now we can at least hear you, but I'm still not getting it through your headset. How about now? Yeah, we got you now. Schmitty, you're, on, you're back on the air. Okay, that's a good thing. So going through Stuart Mandel's And uh, which is not good. He has Nebraska two and eight in the conference, two and seven, excuse me, four and eight. And uh, dead last again. Is this just a Northwestern take, Northwestern writers take? Or is he uh, avoiding the Kool-Aid? We've had some friends from the, the Redcast tweet lots of Kool-Aid picks with fans of the Kool-Aid drink running with pitchers and pitchers and pitchers. Hey, if you have Nebraska winning the West, maybe you've had a little Kool-Aid. If you have Nebraska bowl eligible, I think that's just fair optimism. And if you have Nebraska at seven or, or eight wins, we went and did the math. Uh, I'm a poor math student, but I don't think I'm that off this year. It'll be uh, curious to see. The thing I have a problem with Iowa and I have a problem with Minnesota, more so than will they beat Nebraska or will they find a way to uh, to, to maybe lose and, and, and end a win streak against Nebraska, respectively. Minnesota's working on three straight years. You have Iowa working on seven. Is the crossovers. Nebraska doesn't necessarily have to beat Iowa or Minnesota this year to finish in front of them because of the crossover. Now, Nebraska's got to handle their business this year against uh, the, the, the Rutgers of the world on a Friday night. And uh, I was watching, uh, it's, a, it's a good, good podcast, uh, Josh Pate, Late Kick with Josh Pate. I, I was watching that last night just to get his prediction of Nebraska, and it kind of echoes a lot of what we're seeing here with, with Stuart Mandel and that uh, this this team is is uh, it's got potential, and I think everyone around the country can see that. That yeah, Casey Thompson. If, if you get your ear to the ground on sources from Texas and also what's coming out of Nebraska camp, there's a lot of optimism around Casey Thompson. There's optimism about what Mark Whipple can bring to this offense, but there was optimism around this team last season. There was optimism around this team two seasons ago. So I think everyone around the country has been burned one too many times by this Nebraska team, and they're going to keep them in the bottom of that Big Ten West until they're proven otherwise. They'd rather be 
the idiot who had Nebraska too low as opposed to the idiot who had Nebraska too high. At the end of the season, everyone's going to go, why do you think this season was going to be any different with Scott Frost based on what you've seen in the past four years? And, and with that in mind, they would rather be the guy that said, you know what, I saw the last four seasons of Scott Frost and said, I don't think this team is going to be anything this season until proven otherwise. So it comes down to which kind of idiot they want to be if they are in fact wrong. And I think most guys would rather have Nebraska as being worse than they actually end up being in preseason than better than they're going to end up being because nobody wants, I mean, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I think that's how a lot of writers around the country are feeling. I caught bits and pieces of that, but it's it's about where you're at and how far out on the limb you're willing to go as a Nebraska fan or a national analyst or wherever you're at. Uh, we have more advice to get to coming up when it comes to the emails. Keep sending those emails. Chris at HaleVarsity.com can also tweet at us at Schmidt underscore radio or at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And uh, Todd weighs in, and we will wait to read that next segment. Uh, Hale Varsity Club is where we're at uh, on the road, a Tuesday road show. Hale Varsity Club, if you haven't been, please come check it out in La Vista, right next to Cabela's, and uh, snuck in right next to Embassy Suites. We'll truck off a, third, a Tuesday next on Hale Varsity. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for 10 dollars off a full year of hail varsity that's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code gbr he's in his 30s but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other now say my name it's schmitty on hail varsity radio i got the body of a taut preteen swedish boy the Nebraska Lottery. As we are here at the Hale Varsity Club. We'll get to it in a moment. Elijah, are you okay or am I uh, freaking you out? Uh, you're freaking me out just a little bit, but uh, we have your audio come in loud and clear through your uh, computer laptop in front of you right now. So we have a workaround, but uh, are dealing with some technical difficulties still. Okay. So let's uh, dive into a couple of emails to, uh, to get into. And if uh, to work that out, you, you could also the, uh, mute your computer right now. That'll probably also help. Episode before we start swimming over. First, the, uh, the Irish advice from Todd. And Todd says, from experience, don't roll into a bar in Ireland and not order a Murphy's Irish Stout. He's saying, Guinness is probably a solid call. 20 years ago, Todd's in the Navy. Let's just set that back story. But 20 years ago, 
during a port visit, me and four other sail- sailors rolled into a bar at noon. Todd ordered uh, a pilsner, some pilsner on tap. And this little old guy who no bleep called himself a leprechaun called us wusses for drinking not great beer. He had five empty pints in front of him. So I ordered rounds of Murphy's for the rest of the day and he drank us all under the table. Todd, a story from visiting Ireland while in the Navy 20 years ago on shore leave. He says, have fun and go Big Red. Email in from Kent, Chris at AleVarsity.com. When it comes to Elijah, it's not about being wrong or fooled with predictions. It's about watching disciplined football that does the right things most of the time. Do you know what it looks like, right? That's the question. Uh, Make a throw, break a tackle, have a decent punt, give up, or make that uh, big play, big sack on a third down, not having a stupid penalty. When that starts happening, you can feel a change where you're a disciplined, ready-to-go football team. So uh, the point of knowing it when you see it, Elijah. Yeah, and uh, can you hear me a little bit better now, Schmitty? Can you hear me now? Okay, we're still rocking with the uh, the technical difficulties. Um, but uh, I was feeling the phone call, actually, the entire time you were talking there, so I'm a little bit in the woods about what we're talking about here. So uh, we did have a call in from Chris, though, and uh, with the technical difficulties we've been dealing with here today, Chris wanted uh, to get some more information about your trip to Ireland and uh, where you're going to be set up and uh, where people can come visit you uh, once you finally make the trip across to Dublin. Now, Schmidt, you can't hear me one bit? Well... Can't technology be fun sometimes, huh? As I see Schmitty furiously working, trying to, to fix something on his end. And, uh... Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where we're at right now. Schmitty and I can see each other great. We cannot hear each other. We can see each other's lips moving. And uh, that is about the point we are at. Schmitty is uh, intently looking at me, still telling me to talk, and I'm going to do that here. I hope everyone at home is enjoying this segment here as uh, Schmitty and I struggle. You're, you're hearing the, the height of Schmitty and I's struggling this week, really since we've moved to Omaha as a whole. Things have been going pretty smoothly ever since we, we established what was wrong. Schmitty's now testing with us. And we still have nothing coming through from Schmitty. Great that this is happening live on the air right now. You're hearing us across the state and in podcast form. On uh, uh, For our local listeners, ESPN Lincoln. we got ESPN 590 up in Omaha, the Tri-Cities, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and also our affiliates out in Columbus are hearing uh, Schmitty and I go through the worst technical difficulties we have probably had since I started this job three years ago. That's how long it has been uh, since I joined the Hale Varsity Show. And in all my years, I've never had two days like this where we start off yesterday with uh, a curse word going out live on the air and then today we're uh, rocking with uh, this some of the worst technical difficulties known to man so uh, you're hearing the efforts of me trying to fill time while Schmitty continues furiously working from the Hale Varsity Club up in Omaha I am just 
uh, doing what I was told in school how to do play-by-play, -play, and instead of calling sports, I am calling Schmitty, working with his fingers here, looking down, and uh, he now has a grimace on his face as he unplugs and plugs back in something new. Look at him go uh, as he is... I can't tell how close to the end zone he is. We could be on our own 20. We could be on the opponent's 20-yard line. We're, we're okay now. Wow! We've made it through. We've got Schmitty back. I'm so happy right now. That was the worst three minutes of my life. <laughs> Sorry about that. So do we have a phone call? We're just going to start pouring pints right now. Uh, we had a phone call. It was Chris who wanted uh, to get some more information about what your trip to Ireland is going to look like when you fly out tomorrow, what the layover looks like, and where he can come visit you at the, at the, uh, the inn in Ireland. Okay, yeah. Uh, Chris, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening, brother. Thanks for putting up with that last three and a half minutes. Again, uh, when in doubt, just imagine Tommy Boy, sales pitch, and Farley setting fire to the vehicle in front of the, the heavier set old man and doing the, the siren sound effect and, oh, no, get the meat wagon. So, yeah, we are at the Merry Cobbler Saturday uh, in Dublin. We'll be doing a show uh, in, uh, we'll call him Uncle Ted, Uncle Ted's house Friday. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan. We have Chris back on the air, actually, or back on the line for you right now, actually, so you can uh, talk to him directly. Chris, I missed the sign from third base. Go ahead. Schmitty, uh, <laughs> glad you guys got this worked out. Uh, long yeah. time, brother. I, I think back the last time I probably called the radio was sometime last year, and I probably wasn't in a very good mood. So um, we're going to keep things a little positive today. Um, I, it's, I, I, honestly, I called just to see, like, you know, where you guys are going to be set up over and done. We in are at, at to Omaha. We are at the Mary Cobbler, Chris, on Saturday for pre and, pre and post game. Yes, sir. Okay, fantastic. Nice to get over there and, and hear, uh, see a friendly face and uh, hear. Um, we'll do, I, try and catch up with you at some point, okay? Absolutely, man. Can't wait for it. Uh, I, I, we were talking to Makovica last week, and we need a fullback in Dublin, and uh, you're making it happen, which is going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, segment, I'm going to get my, my prediction in and I'll get out for you. So, I'm going 31 uh, 21 Huskers. Okay. 31 21 Nebraska, that dreaded 30 point number. This time, I assume the good guys. Yes, the good guys uh, get it yep. done, but, but uh, just a little shy of the cover. Chris, appreciate you, man. We will see you in tip one in Dublin. How's that sound? Looks good. Looks good. All right, Schmitty, be good, all right? All right, buddy, you too. There he is, Chris, uh, dialing in. We'll wind down from the Hale Varsity Club uh, Tuesday Road Show. Uh, we're here in La Vista ahead of Day by Day. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, a reminder to you, you can get the Hale Varsity Radio podcast. Subscribe to it, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. And uh, you're always welcome to uh, find the Hale Varsity Radio show on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Be sure to check out Aaron Sorensen, 
Give her a follow at Erin Sorensen on Twitter and at Hale Varsity for all your uh, Ireland slash Dublin content. Uh, Nebraska uh, scanning the, uh, the, the, the city and scene today. They'll get back to practice tomorrow. Erin Sorensen, Brandon Vogel on site for that uh, to cover all of your Husker football needs over in Ireland. We will be over there Friday. <laughs> we'll be there Friday. Uh, we'll be on air Friday. <laughs> hopefully, we'll be on air hopefully. Saturday. <laughs> After that last segment, I sure hope we're on the air Friday. Hey, it, it ended up all right. We we might have uh, threw a Hail Mary up on third and 18, but we got a flag, and uh, <laughs> we're okay. We ended up getting some points, as they say, as Bill Bill Bush says. Uh, once you get to that 28-yard line, you got to connect. you got to convert. We ended up doing so. But uh, great stuff from Rick Chizinski. He is uh, really there to, uh, to do a good job of profiling for us uh, the upcoming season and games and, and knows the sideline world well in Big Ten play. So good stuff from Kaz. Mitch Sherman from the Atlanta airport before he uh, starts flapping his wings and heads to Dublin tonight. Elijah, you are rocking it tomorrow. Some special guests we have for you this week at Hale Varsity. We'll run down Coach Gary Barnett, his take on things, a Nebraska-Northwestern preview from the former Northwestern head coach. We'll catch up with uh, George Darlington, Nebraska's uh, longtime assistant coach in the secondary. Uh, He'll be featured tonight on Day by Day, part of that incredible era from 93 through 97. Uh, Coach George with us. We'll talk to him tomorrow, uh, and uh, you'll be able to hear that. And then Friday, uh, Bill Dolman is in. Clausburn is in. As uh, we will get the Friday forecast going, Clausburn uh, is banned from Dublin, so he is not allowed to uh, to join us on site, which is a little sad. And uh, we'll also uh, have a uh, Mitch Sherman sighting i think we may we may snag mitch and vogues in person friday and saturday mm. as uh Cranach and i are, are packing the bags and we are heading over tomorrow again take a drink right that's the running joke it's schmidt bingo <laughs> every time i say ireland or going to ireland you've got to Pour a shot and take one, but do so responsibly. Elijah, plans for you tonight. Uh, you have sweat off 40 pounds that last segment. You're good? Yeah, after that last segment, probably, I don't know, take a Xanax <laughs> or something. Who knows, dude? <laughs> Calm the nerves a little bit. But God uh, love you. In all seriousness, I will be remaining here in the studios here in Lincoln. As uh, for our local listeners here in Lincoln, that is Salt Dogs Baseball coming up pregame show about 10 minutes away as uh, Salt Dogs in action tonight. They're in a playoff chase. That's where I will be tonight before I talk to you all again tomorrow from 4 to 6. All right, do that. And uh, line change tomorrow, Elijah. Nick Handley and Austin Orman talk to you from Ireland next time on Hale Varsity. A Huda Media Production.